0: Welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. My name is Claudia Neilshaw, and I'm a marketing educator and strategist. Over the last 10 years, I've empowered women like you across the business world to step into the most confident version of themselves through coaching and marketing consulting. Too many women are hiding their incredible message and skills from the world. It's my job to uncover your genius and help you make your next power move. Because women like you change the world and the world needs more of that. I'm here to help you elevate your voice and create your own daughter opportunity. So, are you ready? Michelle Smith, welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. How are you?
1: I am so good, Claudia, and I'm so happy to be here and I'm so excited about the Power Moves podcast and honoured to be having a conversation with you. Me too. And, you know, the idea with this podcast
0: is really to share the stories of the incredible women that I already know with some incredible women i don't yet know so i would love you michelle to introduce yourself who are you what do you stand for what are you all about
1: so i am a chinese medicine practitioner first and foremost i am a registered acupuncturist and a registered chinese herbal medicine practitioner i predominantly work with women these days in my clinical practice and that's really working with women throughout all seasons of life so i work a lot with teenagers supporting them with um, puberty navigating puberty working uh, with painful periods irregular periods things like that i do a lot of work um, in menstrual health supporting people with endometriosis and pcos and um, different conditions regarding the menstrual cycle and hormonal health I help a lot of people on the path to parenthood. So I I work a lot in fertility, which I absolutely love. And I pretty much work all the way through the female reproductive lifespan, helping people with perimenopause and postmenopausal transition and things like that. Um, I'm also a business owner like yourself. I have my own practice, which I absolutely love. And you said, what do I stand for? Something that I feel really passionate about is advocating for chinese medicine as an industry i believe in so much in what i do and i believe in my colleagues and other fellow chinese medicine practitioners and something i'm really passionate about is creating space for all chinese medicine practitioners to thrive
0: i love that and you know what's really interesting for me and part of the reason we connected michelle we were connected by a dear friend courtney thompson Um, who has been a prominent woman in both our lives. Um, But, you know, I had an experience when I was younger where I was unwell, glandular fever, chronic fatigue, which I know um, you have experienced. And after many kind of iterations of trying to get better, acupuncture and Chinese medicine was something that I turned to and absolutely changed my life. And it's now, you know, 15 years later that I've kind of reconnected to that um, and, and I think rediscovered the power of it. What I would love to know is what do people need to know about Chinese medicine that they might not already have information of? Why is it a practice that we should consider
1: when it comes to our health? Oh, that's such a good question. I think Chinese medicine offers such a unique perspective to the human body we really zoom out to see the person in front of us as a whole. And so I'm never looking at just one system of the body, right? I'm always looking at how the whole system works together. We're looking at the flow of your blood of, you know, your chi, but we're also looking to nature and the world around us for clues on how to live. And so for me, it feels like quite a sensible and quite Mm. a practical way to look at the body and to look at health um I think people oftentimes throw a lot of mysticism on Chinese medicine um and acupuncture and I actually kind of want to debunk that and it's not so much mysticism what we're finding out more and more is it's just science and Mm. when we're When we're putting acupuncture needles in the body we're initiating an immune response Uh, we're activating neural pathways to the brain and we're we're doing really tangible um, things that i think in the past we have as a collective as a society in western culture we've put these practices in this sort of like mystic box and what we're finding out now is that it is really, really good science. And mm. uh, and so I think that's something that I would want people to know as well when it comes to, to Chinese medicine and acupuncture in particular.
0: It's really interesting because, uh, you know, my audience and the, the people that I work with, they're primarily women. They're aged anywhere from kind of 25 to 60, all at different ages and stages in their lives and in their careers. And one of the main things that often comes up, especially when building a business, is trying to manage our energy and then also changing hormones through your 20s, potentially through, you know, to motherhood and preparing to um, become a parent through perimenopause and then menopause. What do you think are some of the, signs maybe that women are missing when it comes to managing their energy and also trying to build a business, a thriving business?
1: Mm, Yeah. What a good question. I think it's really important to highlight the different seasons of life and there will be seasons where you are naturally more energetic. There'll be other times where things might feel more challenging I always bring it back to the basics, which is are you sleeping well? So, are you getting your eight hours sleep a night? Are you pooing every day? No. <laughs> the good stuff. It only took me what, five minutes to talk <laughs> about who, but are you going to the toilet every day? Yeah. Um. Do you feel joy in your life? Do you feel like you're also satisfying your heart as well as, you know, the other, other things, you know, like working and we can oftentimes forget about the heart and the joy element and how important that is to live a good life. And when we start, and then the menstrual cycle, the menstrual cycle for me is the North star. Um, When we are having a regular healthy menstrual cycle, that's typically a reflection of good health. Um, So I'd really invite people, especially people that own their own business, that it's, I know I run my own business. I know how easy it is to sacrifice your health and to put yourself last. Um, so I'd really invite those people to use their menstrual cycle if they have a menstrual cycle um, as a as a feedback system between you know you and your body and to understand um, okay is if you're experiencing really big pains or if there's any symptoms related to your cycle is there an invitation for you to then reflect on, your lifestyle and and what might be hindering your menstrual cycle based on, on your lifestyle. And I know it's oftentimes easier said than done, but I think that's a really important piece. Um, yeah, so I, I really do come back to basics when I think about women's health and then how it can be manifesting as a good or a bad thing in our life. Um, and it's, like I said, it's really, really easy to put yourself last when you're running your own business. Um, but I would offer that you would be far more productive Mm. if we were to take rest and normalise rest in our lives.
0: And I think it's normalising a whole range of things that as women and, you know, as girls growing up, there are are certain ideas, rhetorics, themes around what having a menstrual menstrual cycle um, means. And if I can speak from my own experience and that of my friends and my clients, it was learning pretty early on to kind of grin and bear, whether it was pain, um, discomfort, PMS symptoms, whilst you're also trying to get through school, build your early career, build a business, be a mom, um, you know, be a great partner, a caring sibling, you know, child, whatever it looks like. And, you know, what I see so commonly is so many women who continue to grin and bear it because it really doesn't seem like there is another option. You know, what would be kind of like a, a key tip that you would give people that allows them to kind of like just access that first level of discovery rather than, you know, and often women will go and discover and they'll, they'll find all of these incredible potential solutions and then suddenly we're overwhelmed and then we come back and we're like, oh, I don't want to do anything about it because it seems too overwhelming. What's that simple kind of step or access point that we could start at?
1: Well, I think grinning and bearing it feels safe for a lot of people because if you've been doing something for 10 years or more which oftentimes it's the case so you've had a painful period you've grinned and you've bared it for over a decade that starts to feel safe right that's what you know and then offering up an alternative to that even though acupuncture is natural and I mean Chinese herbs taste gross but um you know they taste it- <laughs> nice at the moment <laughs> <laughs> but the alternative, which is, you know, let's say acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine, because they're my practices, it requires work
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: requires change. And that can be really scary. That can be really confronting. Um, and I see that a lot in my clinical practice. Um, and so that entry point can simply be 40 minutes in your week that you are taking out to nourish and nurture yourself. We don't need to you know, totally rebuild your entire health system. We can just see acupuncture as an opportunity for you to lay on the table for 40 minutes. We pin you there so you can't move, <laughs> so you can't play with your phone and the needles are doing their job and your job is to simply rest. And that in itself can be so powerful without us even talking about the menstrual cycle, without us even talking about your nervous system and all the other things that I know acupuncture is working on, let's just see it as a way for you to nourish yourself once a week.
0: I love that. And even if it's that opportunity to say like, where am I carving out that time for stillness, for solitude, for connection to self? Um, but, Michelle, what I would really like to know is how did you discover the world of Chinese medicine? What was your journey, um, you know, as a young woman into your career and now running your own business? I know that there's a story behind that and I'd
1: love to hear it. So I am an ex-marketer. I, um, I was living in the Middle East for many years. I was working as the head of marketing for Flight Center over there, the travel agency um and that saw me living a very very stressful lifestyle I um at one point got headhunted to then work for Emirates in their corporate communications team and that again brought with it a very very demanding high stress job and I thought I was living my dream life I thought i was climbing the corporate ladder and absolutely killing it what i was killing was my nervous system and i was just burning the candle at both ends layering on top of this i have a history of having pcos so i've never had a regular period since i was 14 when i got my first period i would get a period maybe every 6 to 12 months it wouldn't be common for me to have one period it wouldn't be uncommon for me to have one period a year so we have this um pre-existing history of polycystic ovarian syndrome and then layer that with an extremely high stress job mm. um i was uh, very very invested in my health but i was quite young so i mistook health as over exercising and undernourishing my body and this all culminated with me getting really really sick i went to lebanon for a weekend my best friend is lebanese and we took a it was a it was a bank holiday in the uae so we went to lebanon to spend the weekend with her parents and i got really sick and i wasn't sure if i'd make it back to dubai and on the plane i was so sick and then the next day i went to my gp in dubai who was an australian lady and she kind of she kind of just sent me home. She thought, "Oh, you've got a bug or something." And then I went back 2 days later and she looked at me. And she was like, "Okay, you're really sick." She did some bloods. She put she put me on a drip and then she called me back a little bit later and she thought I had she was worried that I had cancer. That's how that's Jeez. how terrible my blood work was. And so it was weeks at this point and she was doing more bloods, more bloods, more bloods. It came about that I had um, glandular fever. So I had the Mm Epstein-Barr virus and I didn't work for six weeks. I was bedridden. I was fever for that time. I was really sick. I was going in and out of the doctor's office to get IV drips because I was so sick. I couldn't keep anything down. Mm -hmm. It was the most ill I've ever been in my life. And Mm -hmm. she, eventually I said to her like, what can I do? And she said, well, Michelle, if we lived in the 1600s I would tell you to move to the countryside for 12 months and rest and i said to her well i can't do that in dubai you pay your rent in advance so it's kind of like a terrifying financial situation when you live there and i i was like i have a job i need to be working you know i don't have the luxury of taking time off and i was sort of at at a loss as to what to do. And my mum came to visit me in Dubai and she took one look at me and she said, honey, you look dreadful. Um, I want you to go see an acupuncturist. And I was like, no, I'm not. No mum. you don't know me. You, you don't, don't know. Me? <laughs> you think you know the best anyway, lo and behold <clears throat> I asked around and I found a recommendation for an acupuncturist in Dubai. And I, cannot tell you this woman brought me back to life Mm. I had zero gas in the tank absolutely no gas Mm. in the tank and each time I went to see her it was like she was just topping me up yeah and over time I started to really think about my life and what I was contributing to the world um how I was being of service to community and I simply wasn't getting what I wanted from a career as, um, you know, selling airplane tickets for Emirates airline essentially. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I started borrowing books from my acupuncturist. She had all these books in her clinic and I would take one and then read it and bring it back the next week. And over time, I, I eventually started researching what my options were for studying Chinese medicine. And I, Said to her one day, I'm thinking of studying Chinese medicine. And she was so supportive and she said, I think you should. It's a really beautiful career. It can, you know, take you to so many interesting places. And that's what I did. So I went back to Australia, I came back home to Australia to study Chinese medicine, which was a five year university degree. Wow. I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but um, I'm so grateful. I'm so glad that I did it.
0: That's so cool and I think for many people sadly it takes a a health scare right or something that is um really triggers us into that existential consideration of what do I want from this life what do I want it to look like who do I want to be who do I need to be and you know for you discovering you know the way to heal yourself can then contribute to healing others and um I think also committing to something that seemingly seems like a long time, five years at university. And, you know, it's such an investment in your education, in yourself, but also I think sometimes really proving that you can change direction and that you can be something that you've never been before. Um, What do you feel like, is really important about your story that you've tried to convey in your business, because there's been these, these incredible evolutions of yourself, you know, Michelle is the marketer um, Michelle in corporate Michelle overseas. And now you're beautiful Michelle in Australia, you know, about to open your first clinic, uh, which is just so amazing. What are the important kind of themes
1: and values that come out of your story? oh that's such a good question i um i think that first and foremost i approached my clinical practice with compassion and empathy and i and authenticity Mm. i what something that frustrates me in especially the natural health world is this um glorification of perfection um and a lot of health practitioners do this of, you know, making themselves seem so flawless and so perfect. And, you know, oh, so naughty me, I'm having a coffee today and that yeah. kind of rhetoric. And I think what I offer my my patients is authenticity and permission to be yourself and um, really a non-judgmental container for you to share freely and openly, because I think so much of the healing that we do comes from ourselves and oftentimes i'm just creating a container for my patients to share more often than not they already have the answer Um, one of my favorite things i ask my patients is what is it that you think you need to be doing right now in order Mm -hmm. to facilitate change and nine times out of ten they have the answer so i think what's most important from a values perspective for me is creating that space for my clients to feel safe to feel supported to feel like they can express themselves in a really authentic way and i think i provide that invitation by first and foremost me being authentic and me being compassionate and me demonstrating that I'm non-judgmental to myself as well. So they're really core values for me. Um,
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think asking for help can be something that is very confronting, particularly when it comes to our health. Um, Sometimes we feel like we've exhausted the avenues of seeking, you know, treatment or support and and we we start to accept that feeling this way is normal or it's common. Um, And I think that in everything that you do and everything that you share, that really rings true for me. And I think a lot of other people who are engaging with your content, that there can be another way and that we do often have the answers within ourselves, but you need to surround yourself with other people to be given that permission of you know what? I, I do I do have it within me, but I, I just need to kind of try it on for size a little bit and be encouraged because sometimes we've never been asked that question before,
1: ever. Yeah, and it can be really confronting mm. when I would say I work a lot in lifestyle medicine, right? And so if if someone's working with a chronic illness, that may have been influenced by lifestyle choices, to then facilitate change in your lifestyle can be quite confronting because there's an element of blaming yourself. Mm. And what I hope is that my patients know that number one, change is always available to them. Mm. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change your lifestyle. You're allowed to change you know, your values, who you are. Um, But for some reason along the line, I think we've become resistant to that. Or um, so I do. I appreciate that it can be really confronting to make change. And like I said before, it is so much easier to continue to do the things that we're doing because those habits, that habit cycle feels safe for us. And so when we're facilitating change, whether it be in our health, in our business, in our personal life, our relationships, Whenever we're shifting and making change, it's going to feel scary or confronting. And I think when it comes to your health, um, it's even it's even more confronting because there are oftentimes things that are so deeply ingrained in our culture, cultural practices in terms of the food we eat and things like that as well. So yeah, it's, it's a big it's a big topic. What
0: are some of the things that you as both the a- Practitioner, as a woman, as a business owner, like to do to take care of yourself and to bring joy into your life?
1: I am such a sucker for my Labradoodle. Um, <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know all about Billy. I've had Billy for about 18 months and she's loved my life. So we spend a lot of time together. We wake up in the morning we she is a she is the dog version of me in that she's extremely independent and somewhat aloof but very um affectionate when she wants to be so we start our morning she doesn't sleep with me she sleeps far away from me in another room <laughs> but she'll run into my room in the morning and we have like a 20-minute cuddle sesh. I'm not even really? joking. And so that's the, that's how I start my day, which is just pure love and joy from my little puppy. And then I do Vedic meditation. So that's a morning practice of 20 minutes of stillness and meditation. Um, I learned Vedic meditation a few years ago, and that's been really, really life-changing for me. Um, I've been meditating for probably 12 years, but wow. Vedic meditating for... I'd say the last two and a half. Um, And that's been a life-changing practice for me. So spending time with Billy in the morning, and then I do my Vedic meditation. I spend a lot of time in nature. I've just moved to Brisbane where I'm so lucky that we have um, so many bushwalks near where I live. So I'll often take Billy out for a bushwalk during the day. So really simple things, you know, I don't, I I try as much as I can to not overcomplicate health. Um, You know, I... Prioritize sleep. I prioritize getting out in nature, and I prioritize moving my body and nourishing myself. That's really how I sort of take care of myself. I throw a few herbs in there for good measure, but generally, I um, yeah, I live a pre- a pretty simple life. And I think simple,
0: you know, is reemerging as trendy. It's really funny. We've we've tried to overcomplicate things for so long, and now it's becoming funny and self-deprecating, of like I just want to move to the country and set up a bookshop and be in nature every day. And yeah, but it's yeah. it's not funny because it's what people are craving the most to be with the people that we love, fur pets included, mm-hmm. um, to be out in nature, in some sunshine, doing the things that we love, and to feel good every single day. Um, yeah. Which I think is such a, a such a beautiful sentiment. Um, to live by. Michelle, I want to know what is a power move that you have made in
1: your business or in your life recently that you would like to share with us? Uh, no doubt it's opening my own clinic. And I Woo-hoo! think why <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why that feels like such a power move for me is look, I have an existing clinical practice that is very easy and full and successful but it feeds me alone Mm. and something that I'm so passionate about is creating space for other Chinese medicine practitioners to build their clinical practice and be successful at what they are doing and I think for me having my own clinic gives me the opportunity to support other Chinese medicine practitioners which is what I absolutely love and I say, I say that the reason why I can say that is because my mentor has done that for me. And the only reason why I am booked and full and share this spirit of wanting to lift up other Chinese medicine practitioners, and let's be honest, other female Chinese medicine practitioners Mm -hmm. is because of what she's done to me. And I feel so passionate about being able to pay that forward to other people because, there is no reason why a Chinese medicine practitioner who has completed a four or five-year tertiary degree shouldn't be making a full-time salary and mm. living the life of their dreams because we're helping other people. Um, and so, yeah, that's something that I'm really passionate about. So definitely opening my clinic is is my latest power move. One
0: of many. Um, and Michelle, I want you to tell everybody, how they can find
1: you, whether it's in person, online, where do you hang out? So my Instagram is Michelle Smith Health. That's pretty much where I spend most of my time. I um I've I've tried to do TikTok and I'm just too old. I can't <laughs> get my head around it. So Instagram is where you'll find me. I do a weekly Q&A on my Instagram which um is something that I've been doing for well over a year now and is a way that I can provide educational content in a, in an accessible way to my community. Um, And then my website is michellesmithhealth.com. That's where you can find everything else about me. My own podcast, The Periodical Pod, is up on the site as well. So, yeah. And The
0: Periodical Pod is incredible. I've been listening. It's one of my new weekly listens. So I really encourage everyone to um, check that out. All this info will be in the show notes so that you can connect with Michelle and either rediscover or learn a little bit more about Chinese medicine and her story, which is so powerful. Michelle, thank you for everything that you do, not just for me, but for all of the incredible women that you treat and um, the community that you're building. I'm just so delighted to be part of it, but thank you especially for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Michelle.
0: This episode of the Power Moves Only podcast has been brought to you by the Power Moves Club, a membership for women in business who want to learn, grow, and connect together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Thank you for being along this journey. I can't wait to bring you more. Have an amazing day.